the 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 thing was you know wrong. Oh God, I hate it when the thing is wrong. It is. Uh, it happens more often than you'd think. <laughs> well, you're old, you know. I tried to explain that to others around me. I was like, I'm sorry, my thing was wrong. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. They will someday. Like my mother says, never say that you're old because someday you will be. Right. Right. Uh, Hey, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm writing, I'm working on the next iteration and uh, there's a, there's a quote in it from, I put a quote in it from one of my favorite movies, High Fidelity. Okay. You like that movie? I do like that movie. You have to read it. You have to read or listen to me read it to you. Wait, this, this is this is a tease. It's a tease. You're set. Yeah. The beginning of our show is a tease for your other thing. Is that uh, oh, what you're telling me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I not? Suppo- oh, was it? Look at how that came out. Uh, uh, sabbatical in retrospect is the title. It'll be out later today. Okay. Thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I want to go back to that one second. Let's just say it's episode three six one of three six one pictures. 3,601. <laughs> Feels like it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, Ibardia Next is on episode 1,262 or something. Is he? He's, no, I think he's on episode 600, 700. Well, he's, you know, he's way up there. He was doing it before us and did it while we took a break. So, I, you uh, know, I... Yeah. <clears throat> let me see. Let me, let me see. Let's give him a little plug because we love Ibardia Next. Sure, we uh, The Candid Frame Podcast. What do you got? Episode 617. 617. That's pretty good. Robbie Quinn is his guest. Uh, I do. Uh, I listen to the uh, Security Now thing with Steve Gibson on Twitter sometimes, and they're up to 970 something. That's and he said that he was going to stop at 999. And then a few episodes ago, he's just like, yeah, let's keep going. What it was like a like a year two thousand thing like yeah the, yeah the, yeah just their host like, can't keep track of four digits. <laughs> well, I mean, he's been doing the show for like seventeen years, so I think at a certain yeah. point he do, he does write everything in assembly code. Maybe he just can't do that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What's his name? Steve Gibson. Steve. Oh, I know that guy. Okay, I know yeah. who that is. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. All right. So what's going on? What, 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 what you good? Well, apparently the the only thing that's going on is that uh, that OpenAI released uh, the, their demo of Sora. Apparently that's the only thing happening because that that is all I keep seeing or reading about. Wait, is, is that the, is that the video thingy thing? The video AI generator. Now, how much does uh, it cost it, to use video or to use this video AI generator? Apparently, it's it's free at the moment because they're just sending it out to. Uh, you know, filmmakers, uh, fancy, various people. creative. Yeah. Not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. I, I sent them an email and they went, who, who? Yeah. Yeah. You really? Mm. Um, yeah, apparently it's, it's, it, and, and look, are the results perfect? No. Yeah. But if you look at Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD, who sure. I love, uh, did a roundup of this thing and he showed the video. There's a video of Will Smith eating spaghetti generated a year ago and it was the state of the art in text to video ai generation and if you look this thing up it's horrible it's it's like something out of a bad apex twin video but if you fast forward a year and look at what open ai are able to do and i think i think this is what they're showing us publicly kind of like you know like the military's got a faster plane than what they're showing us sure. i think ai open ai's probably got some things that they're not showing us yet yeah um 
I mean, I remember but, a couple of years ago just seeing what Google was doing with their image generation stuff that wasn't public because it was up at Eddie Adams. They're like, please don't sh- share these. This is still right. under wraps. And it was way better than what had been seen before. But go ahead. Right. And I think that's probably the case here. But what we are seeing here, I mean, I, I think, look, all of the sort of economic uh, ramifications, potential economic ramifications aside, typing a sentence and getting... 60 seconds of video that has to calculate, you know, light and shadow and volume and reflection and refraction. And like, that's science fiction stuff to me. And I have to allow myself to at least go, holy shit, that's amazing. Oh, it's incredible technology. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the thing is, is that, sorry, something in my throat. The thing is, is that um, you're not, it's it's doing so much of the choosing. It's you know what I mean. Like yes. uh, you're you're giving it broad strokes and it's deciding all the details. Yeah, and I think that there's usefulness in that. But you know, like you sent me you sent me the the video thing the other day and uh, of the 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 Billy Joel uh, video. Yes. Yeah, the Billy Joel's new video for Turn the Lights Back On, the official, not the lyric video, but the official quote-unquote yeah. video. Yeah. By, by the way, you know who uh, shot that? Matt Carr. Uh, our friend Dan Gottesman. Dan Gottesman did that? Well, the the Dan was on the team that did the mocap with the robots. Look at little Dan. Yeah. All right. Fancy. Yeah. Uh, I, I found that All out. Right. Should I say uh, Mr. Gottesman? I'm exactly. sorry. Mr. Gottesman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good on Dan. Uh, yeah, well done, Dan. Good job. I, I, I kind of, wa- I haven't talked to him yet about it. I, I kind of want to know what Billy Joel was like, but I also don't want to know what Billy Joel was like. Cause I don't want, it's like one of those meet your heroes things. So, you know? okay. So let me, let me get this straight. Cause I don't know anything about the technical side of it. I've been, I've been letting myself just sort of bask in, in the coolness of it for now. Right. Did they mocap okay. Billy Joel for the whole, the whole song? My, I don't know. My okay. guess is what they did was they had, I mean, you know, they have the, the, the camera swooping around on a robot, right? Um, yeah. My guess is that they had someone else with his physicality and size and general look sit down and do the younger ones and they just replace the face. That's my guess. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah. Like they get somebody around because like somebody skinny and, and in a suit that's a little too big for him, like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe even they got a wig on him or the guy's got his, you know, little fro thing going. Right. Maybe I'm just guessing that they probably just replaced the face, not like the whole body, because why do that? Um, Yeah. Also, I noticed that as cool as it is. It's almost like his mouth and face don't move enough for what he's singing. Does that make sense? I, like, I, I will say, yes. And I will say, especially in the second younger version of him, like yes. the, 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 the storm front, what looks to be like the storm front. Yes. Era. Where, where it's the, just, it's not effusive enough for the way he's singing in the actual song. It's sort of yeah. like, which makes me feel like the person who was doing it was sort of lip syncing, but not a real singer, more of like an actor who didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just I, throwing I'm curious out ideas. to see. Yeah. I'm curious to see that because it, especially there's a, there's a, uh, a phrase in with him in that period in the, like the black leather jacket one. Yep. And he says something with an F in it and his lips don't come like, there's no, 
there's no upper teeth on lower lip to create the F. Yes. Yeah. Th- that kind of stuff. So it's still like yeah. a little uncanny, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what but I think the I, first one, like the younger, the first younger version of like Piano Man era, little I chills. thought looked sensational. Yeah. It yeah. looks good. I mean, it is. I mean, I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's very good. And and I think that putting a whole bunch of noise and stuff on it, you know, because you can make it look kind of gritty. Yeah. Helps sure. because all the footage we know of that is all gritty stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that he. Uh, I guess what I what I wrote to you at the time. Remember the the Michael Jackson black and white video? Yes, black the one he did with Janet. Yeah. 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 Oh no, wait, not no, that wasn't the one with Janet. No, was yeah, it? it was uh, that was but, the space station one. I'm I'm getting those confused. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it's he's I don't know. He's jumping around and doing whatever it is, but at the end of it, it's it's like it's black. It's white, and it keeps jumping oh, and morphs right. between With, faces. It morphs, yeah, it's kind of like the next evolution of the uh, the Godly and Cream cry video. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, I remember that was such a oh my god, look at the morph stuff, and I'm sure that took you know seventy three hours of of <laughs> right. stuff and on a twenty two machines exactly. working around the clock. Yeah, to do SD video, like I'm right. I'm sure it was ridiculous, and it looked yeah. pretty cool. It's like the hair grows out or doesn't grow, and you know yeah, when the right. ponytail, like when she flips around, the ponytail right. comes out. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: that. no one does that anymore. No, right? And I, and even with all of this stuff, where they said, you know, we, you know, what do we need new? Uh, uh, um, Hollywood stars for we could just have Tom Cruise forever now, you know, mm-hmm. what are, you know, that kind of thought. And it's like, right. even with this Michael Jackson video or Michael Jackson, Billy Joel video, it's, it's amazing. It's very cool. And for the idea of the song, it, it, it works. Right. Yeah. But ultimately it's looking backwards. You yes. know, you're recreating things that were. Yes. You know? I agree with that. But and, but it's also this is the worst it's ever going to look. Absolutely. But 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 do you think do you, I mean I guess we're going to get to the point where you f- spit you give a machine a script and it has the people moving their mouths. You know what I mean like it it does all of that work. Yeah. For you. Um in Maybe. Which, and and okay and the scripts are written by AIs too. So like, all right, uh, well, if, I need if a new industry, movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then like twenty four hours, it spits out this thing like like uh like the like the machine in Big, you know. <laughs> Bloop. Okay, but look, it, I, you know, I just know, I just know. We're, we're nowhere near that, but I guess my question is like, what's the value? What's the, well, what's I that the, for? Okay, I think the value is at the low end, right? The value the value is not that that Spielberg or Scorsese are going to you know, sit in their office with a dictaphone and say, hey, Siri, you know, make me a movie about blah. You know, right. I don't think that we're and I saw somebody post something on on threads that I think got to kind of the core of it. And I tend to agree with it is this is going to help at the low end. This is going to help at those people who don't have the time, the budget, the expertise to sort of get in the door. But but one of the costs of that is you're eliminating those jobs at the low end and those low end jobs are the jobs. Those are, those are the people who become the people at the high end. Right. But you're eliminating effectively their, their apprenticeship or their training or their tradesmanship in favor of this technology. So now if, if this becomes ubiquitous with sort of low end commercial, you know, video audio content, then where do those people who are wanting to become at the high end, where do they go for training, for experience, for employment? Yeah. Then it's only, well, I, 
you know, you said Spielberg and Scorsese, right? Um, and both of whom I, you know, love and respect their movies and they're giants of their industry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people look on them as like the two of the high priests of cinema. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, maybe the, the, the time period when humanity had creators who were looked on, they're only looked on like that because those people make these things that make a lot of money. That are very good, but make a lot of money for 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 Hollywood, right? Um, it there are plenty of people who are really good at glass sculptures at that at the equivalent level of Spielberg in glass sculpture, but no one buys glass sculpture, so no one cares about them. See what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Um, I wonder if, and this is true of perhaps filmmaking and photography and writing and all of these sort of. Uh, modern Western creative pursuits that are industries unto themselves, that the time at which they were industries where people could make a living doing them was a blip was it was it was a period of time that might soon be over. And that doesn't mean that people will stop doing them. But it may be that people will only be able to do them or only do them because they want to do them, which I think for some people is like, well, that's the holy grail, right? People should be able to just do what they want with their lives. And if they want to make art, they can make art. It's like, well, that's great, but they also have to eat. And then somebody says, well, when all the AIs and all the machines come through and do all these jobs, then you can just sit around doing what you want. It's like, yeah, but how do I eat? And then people say basic income. And you're like, well, yeah, but I really doubt that 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 you know the Elons of the future are going to give up all of their money so all of us can no. do what I do we want for the our Elons lives. Elons of the present don't give up their money. Exactly. So, no. Right. So no. so so all of that sort of uh future feels far scarier to me than it does feel hopeful. Um is that exacerbated when you see tools like this? Um does, I just, does it does it does it chip away at what little hope is still there, or does it not even register because? Yeah, I mean, it's only a possibility to me. Yeah, yes, it does. I think because, and it's not to say that the 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 creative stuff that comes out of the things that hmm, photography, for the most part, and filmmaking, for the most part, um, these skills are only useful in so much as they can make money for other people, whether it's Hollywood or industrial films or me shooting for a magazine or, you know what I mean? Somebody writing for a website or something. And somebody on, I think it was actually one of the twit podcasts. Leo's gotten into this whole thing where he's like, I think we should just give all of the information to the AIs to, because the ultimate usefulness to society is so incredible to have it sort of go do all the spidering for us and come back to us with the answer we're looking for is so valuable Mm. that we should give it all the information. The problem with that is that, okay, I, I am fine. I am more fine with that. If what you're saying is society would be so, this is so valuable to society that we can't ignore it. That's great. But if ultimately in the this is so great for society, some big company is making a ton of money. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. if we were going to go all in on this in sort of a communist way and like everyone put their stuff in the pot and we can all pull out of it and that would be great. But that's not what anyone's talking about. What other people are no. talking about no, is no. like we're going to create these giant tech behemoths that, you know, what's his name? Sam Altman wants to raise 
seven trillion dollars, which is two and a half times the size of the full market cap of Apple. He wants to right. raise in VC money for new AI stuff. You don't think those people are going to expect that money back? Yeah, sure. They're yeah. just going to suck it, it, it out of with us. interest. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you sent me the thing the other day because you signed up for the new Adobe. You signed up for Adobe Photo uh, thing, didn't you? Recently, or is that the should photo, I not discuss the, photographer's, that on the show? No, no, the, the photographer's bundle. Yeah, yeah Photoshop okay. and Lightroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you said, look, you get a hundred uses of their AI tool. Yeah. Per month it's, or whatever. Yeah. They've gone to a credit model for generative right. AI or generative fill. Yeah. Now, or, I'm sorry, not generative AI. I'm sorry. Generative expand yeah. or generative fill in Photoshop or in Firefly cost you a credit and now, you get 100 credits at the low end. Right. And I think, you know, 100 credits, that's three times a day. That's probably more than I would ever use. In fact, I use it very rarely. I don't rarely. think that's the issue. What if, what if, Bill, what if they, what if, what if Adobe decides, you know, Bill, um, a low-res JPEG, that's free, but you're a professional and you're outputting a right. TIFF or you're outputting sure. a, an uncompressed JPEG, that's going to cost you an export credit. Of, of course. Yeah. No, they could do that. I think what that, it is- That with, whole slope is very slippery. To sure. Well, I think what they're doing with the AI credit thing is that the back end of all of that is very expensive. Like mm. running those things and the, the computational side of it. Yes. Yeah. And so okay. I think they have to say, listen, you know, we want this to be a useful tool, but it's a tool, but we have to limit you because every time you use it, it costs us a lot of money, you know? Mm. And I almost understand that. Now it's interesting because, because uh, a friend of mine uh, texted me the other day, my friend, James Hussey, who does uh, a lot of like um, uh, after effects work and that mm, kind of stuff mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm, color mm -hmm. grading and stuff. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, Hey Bill, I'm sure you already know this, but I've been using Photoshop's AI generative fill and it's actually really good. Yeah. And I said, you know, I think they're starting to charge for it. Like you get a hundred uses per month or something. And he said, oh, blank. I didn't know that. I've used it about 20 times. And then he looked at it and apparently with the full suite, you get a thousand credits. Oh, well, yeah, sure. The, I mean, right? it's, yeah. The, the so, 20 gigabyte one, you get, you get a hundred. If you right. go to the, two, what is it? Two terabytes? Is that the next? Yeah, which I'm sure is, I think maybe. You get 500 credits. Right. And maybe what he's doing is because he's buying the whole smash because he's using Premiere yeah, yeah, or yeah. he's using whatever he gets, yeah. he gets more. Um, I mean, I understand it from an economic point of view, but, but I also, for the kind of work that I do, those tools aren't that useful to me. I mean, every once in a mm -hmm. while, it's like, it would be easier for tell it to do this job rather than me expand the thing because I need a hundred more pixels on the side or something, right, you know? Right, right, right. Like, sure. That's a cool tool. Um, but it's not like I'm going to say replace this person that I just pictures of for this client, you know? Like, no. And I, you know, I don't make them look to the right. And it's like, well, that's not them anymore. That's yeah. taking that from another picture and recreating something, which is different. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I could say the same thing. I mean, I, I could see myself going, well, I've painted this picture that is one-to-one, -one, right? Yep. I want, I really want one at 4.3 and I don't want to just crop in. Let's see what this expands out to. Let's see how it handles expanding out some texture. Have you done that? I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. I have to, I have to worry about it, man, because I only have a hundred, hundred cracks at it. <laughs> well, hundred <laughs> cracks per three, month. If I do three today, then I can only do three tomorrow. Or so. you could just use your hundred today and, you know, <laughs> sit there and blow just through generate, the whole bag generate, in 10 generate. minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay, wait, okay, can we can we take a slight right hand turn here? Sure. Uh, Which, when have we not? Sure. The, yes, it's please. The thirty fourth anniversary of Photoshop today. Is it really? Yeah. 
And I will have to dig out my floppy disks and light a candle for them. Well, yeah. Okay. So what I found interesting, because the person who put it up is a Adobe guy, John Knack, who used to work for, used to yep. be like run the Photoshop team or whatever. And he's a friend of mine on Facebook and he put it up. And I sent you in the, in chat here, uh, a, the original. Oh, look at that. There's the title screen. Yeah. There's the title screen and, and the tools that are there. Okay. So you got your square marquee, your round marquee, your lasso. Your yeah, magic, which are all now collapsed into one button. Yeah, so you got your uh, the magic selector thingy. What is that called? Magic wand. Yeah, magic wand. Okay, uh, hand to move it around. Sure. Zoom. Uh, crop. Yeah. yeah. Text. Yeah. Uh, fill bucket. Gradient. Uh, drawing. I guess that's just a normal line, right? That's just like yeah. the old line, school eyedropper tool. Eyedropper to pick up the color, whatever it is. But I think was it black and white? The original Photoshop had to be color. Well, no, because 89, what would that have been? That would have been on the first. Yeah, but there were, wasn't the two, the Macintosh two color ones were out by 89, weren't they? 90? Mm, no, it would have been still the classic. Interesting. With the okay. monochrome screen. Uh, eraser, uh, the little the little pencil, the airbrush, the brush, the stamp, the clone stamp was always there, which actually yeah. is a pretty good idea for a tool. Yeah. Uh, still Smudge. use it. Used it yesterday. Smudge, sharpen, and and blur, right? Yeah. But that's it. Um and it's somebody somebody said in the comments that, you know, how how many of those are still just the some of the main ones that you use all the time, you know. Uh just kind of crazy. Thirty four. Yeah, running, years. running variations on the same code, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same code base. And I remember when they switched over, they were do, trying to put out a twenty-four or a 64-bit rather version for Windows and they were, or for Mac. They were late doing it. Oh, I think it was because, remember when uh, Mac OS X first came out and mm-hmm. uh, and it was Carbon was the original? Yep. Is that what yeah, it was? there was Carbon and Cocoa. <laughs> right. And Cocoa was the fancier one and Carbon was sort of the compatibility yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they moved. Yeah, kind of the precursor to, I guess, what would be Rosetta. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it was running the code. I think it was just sort of like the frameworks were based upon the old ones. Anyway, the Mm. practical upshot of it was to move it to 64-bit, they had to actually like rewrite giant chunks of the code. And I remember when they announced that it was going to be like another year out or something. And all these people on these forums were saying things like, like oh man oh adobe big giant company can't like you know come out with the 64 bit version like hit the freaking button and whatever and, and I, right and and i wrote to yeah, john isn't Nack, there a recompile button yeah exactly i wrote to john Nack, <laughs> i said i said i don't think these people understand how much work is involved in compresses he's just like you have no idea it's so bad yeah. like yeah. there's it's so much code you know i mean it's not unlike an os at this point right i would yeah. imagine i mean it's what is what is Photoshop now? Two and a half gigs? Yeah. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. Uh, but I guess my question is, you know, if I had to tell you, you you get, um, you get $100 for every version of Photoshop you, you ignore. How far back could you go and still use Photoshop the way you use it? Does that make sense? Oh, my gosh. To probably six or seven. Okay. Yeah. Right. Maybe. maybe, maybe well, yeah six or seven so you don't maybe, use healing brushes you don't use rarely okay yeah i think i think the last if i could get a copy of photoshop seven that was, that was the last one prior to cc right cc was somewhere was right yeah. after seven okay if i could get a copy of seven i'd probably be fine i mean it doesn't work on an m1 it's it's going to work in rosetta but 
It would do the job. In terms of the tools, yeah, my 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 use is very basic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh I mean, I have retoucher friends who, you know, don't touch the healing brushes. They only still use clone stamp, you know, <laughs> because that's the way they did things 25 years ago. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, you can't you can't get correct skin texture if you're not, you know, if you, if you yeah, use I'm, the. Yeah, very base. As long as I've got, uh, you know, soft light overlay, multiply and screen. Yeah. In terms of blend modes. Great. Clone stamp. Great. You know, yeah. it doesn't get, you know. For those of hmm. you who weren't around at the time. It wasn't until version three or three two that Photoshop got layers. Yeah. So anything you were doing, you were just doing on the base layer, and you and there was no un there was one undo. There weren't there's no history palette. There was no history brush or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you make two moves, you can't go back to the one two before and redo it. So you were saving things all the time and making copies, and it was yeah, it was bad. It was it was it was it was not a good and type was not editable. Remember that. I remember editable you, type coming in. That was amazing for web you, design. You stuff. kids and your multiple undos. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, you know what, though? Pretty great software. Photoshop. It is. I, I you know, I, I rarely have bad things to say about the software. It's the business model that I think more people have a problem with. Do you think that kind of stuff's inevitable? Yes. I mean, Yeah. Because you don't think about it. That's the whole point of subscriptions is, is statistically, once you start, it takes more to stop in terms of just sure you forget about it. And you let it, I mean, look at how many people, look at all these commercials that you see for, we can save you money on your subscriptions because there are tons that you don't know about. Rocket money. Yeah. Because sure. you, you, you don't think about it. Once you're in, once you're in that ecosystem, you, you rarely think about them. Yeah. And what the the bummer i think one of the bummers about adobe is and i don't know if what the solution would be but if you stop paying you get nothing i would love it if you you know if you, you stop stole fizzy paying, lifting drinks you yeah. get nothing <laughs> you get nothing if you stop paying you are left with the last functional version that you that you paid for you don't get any new features moving forward Right. You know, but but there's sort of a core that, you know, because there are people now who've been paying monthly for how many years? Sure. And if you stop, you're you, you get nothing. There's no you you have no equity in the software. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Which I think is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I my feeling on it is that I am at this point, you know, renting access to Photoshop is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, for me, is this was this still ten dollars a month for the for the photography bundle? Yes, that is arguably the best deal in photography, right there. It, I mean, no, no, no lie. I mean, because you, you <laughs> think about it, what what were the just the updates to Photoshop every year? You could find them on sale for mm, buck and a half, you know, maybe one twenty nine. Yeah, right. For just for Photoshop, yeah. now you're getting Photoshop and Lightroom, always up to date, always current ish. Yeah, for ten bucks a month. Yeah. Although sometimes the current ish is actually a negative because if a bug comes in <laughs> right. and it's automatically updating, you're like, wait, can, can I go back to yeah. the last one? And, and well, and this is another thing, right? They have said that, you know, in, in according to the EULA, you're not allowed to use previous versions. Really? That you are you are licensed to the current version of Photoshop. Oh, that's crazy. Kind of. I mean, 
have you been using Photoshop the past few days since you got it again? Uh, no, just Lightroom. Okay. I haven't even opened up Photoshop. And and what do you think of Lightroom after many years and probably not using it? Uh, I think the interface is really stale. Yeah. Um, it's very dated, especially when you look at something like Capture One or even DaVinci Resolve. It doesn't seem as production ready as it could, given how long it's been around. There, 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 I don't see a lot of refinement. It still feels like, oh, oh yeah, I remember this. You know, like yeah. there's, it doesn't feel like it has progressed. There are new features, great, but the wrapper that it's in still feels pretty dated. The, uh, I, I I tend to agree with you. The uh, it's it's one of those things with especially a piece of software like any of the Adobe products, where it's this real tension between leave it like it is so you don't piss people off or confuse people by changing things or moving things around, mm-hmm. while simultaneously coming up with something that actually advances over time. You know, but um, why not offer a little more customization in terms of how that interface is laid out? It's true. Like Capture One, you can remove any of those modules or add them to any of the tabs right. you can right you know, right 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 yeah yeah but capture one's also pretty expensive i think that's t- almost twenty dollars a month just for capture yeah. one or uh if you if you do all in it's 300 for a single pay like a, a single yeah that's perpetual i mean license. i think i bought mine and that's only good for a year right the perpetual license well yeah, it's because it's, they're going to come out for the next it, it's only good for one version number, yeah you, yeah say. yeah 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 right so i'm using Capture One version 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 23 is the current version. All right, because yeah. you and I were talking about it because I tried to open the new Fuji files. I had to use Lightroom to do it or I had to convert them to DNGs or something. Yeah. Because uh, Lightroom didn't know what they were, or acted like it didn't know what they were. Or, I mean, uh, Capture One did. Um, yeah, I bought mine, I think, for 200 bucks, but I had a, I was an EDU thing because of Eddie Adams. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you get a EDU mm-hmm. thing at, at B and H. So I was like, oh, and they don't I'll... give you a, an upgrade path. Uh, I think I can buy the next version, but you know, let's 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 see how much it would cost me. I, yeah. it's interesting though. But there, the, the things uh, I I did use twenty three. I downloaded the uh, the what's it called version of it, the um, uh, the demo version of it. Mm. Uh, maybe that's how I did. It. I downloaded the demo version of twenty three, and. I did not find that there was all that much different to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, okay. okay. Yeah. I, yes. I, there, there were some, there were some new features, but there were features that either I didn't find worked very well or features I didn't use. So I didn't need to do it. Right. I guess yeah. is the better yeah. way to put it. By the way, yeah. it is uh 2158. If you monthly, if you buy it yearly, $34 a month. Just for capture one. Wait, no. Okay. That's what the all in bundle. So that gives you. Capture One Pro, Capture One Mobile, and Capture One Live Unlimited, which I don't need. Okay, wow. so I mean, just 30, de- 35 bucks a month, you can, that's almost at the entire Adobe catalog, especially yes. if, if, you've go, if you're going EDU. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, people who are using that because they're using Live or you, they're using the Capture One on the iPad stuff, which by the way, the Capture One on the iPad for tethering actually works really well. Hmm. Um, uh, $14 a month if you buy yearly, $24 a month just for the iPad, uh, uh, Capture One Pro on desktop. $24 a month if you do it monthly. Wow. See that, um, doesn't that, I mean, and look, they're laying, they just announced a bunch of layoffs. So I think, I think they're, they're, I don't know. I think their pricing model is kind of wonky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. I think that they, I mean, I guess, but I okay. guess when you're selling a $70,000 camera, your market's a little limited. Well, okay. Well, here's, okay. Here's, there, there's a question there, right? W- yeah. Would you, 
if they're let's say they're not doing well, I don't know that they are, but let's just say for the argument that they're not doing well, right? Okay. Would you rather them charge, you know, $24 a month? And if they said, listen, we can't stay in business $24 a month, we need to charge $28 a month in order to stay in business. Would you rather pay $28 a month or not have Capture One as an option? And everybody's back to Lightroom, you know? Hmm. Like ultimately, well, I mean, it's I, yeah. I mean, you're assuming that there's a big assumption there that that the software side is the side that's losing them money. Oh, yeah, and maybe that's sure. not the case. Maybe it's the hardware side. Yeah. Okay. So they stop you know? making phase cameras and they just make Capture One. Great. Great. <clears throat> there know? are enough cameras to choose from, aren't there? <sighs> yeah. Yes, there are too many cameras to choose from. I mean, there, there's another one just as of today, right? Speaking of Fuji. Oh, uh, we'll get to that in a second. I have some things to yeah. say about that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I find it interesting. Like for me, I paid $200 for version 22. I mm-hmm. used that for the last couple of years. Maybe when Capture 124 comes out, it'll have some new feature that's like, you know what? It's worth another $200 to me. Yeah. To upgrade my perpetual license, in which case I'll buy the new one. I'll use that for two years. And then it costs me a hundred dollars a year, whatever, $150 a year, whatever the thing yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's, maybe that's the move. Um, but it's that's that whole idea of laddering and pricing and it, that's hard. I mean, it's really hard. Do you, do you, you know, the idea of going to a subscription model or not, or, you know, doing a, you know, like what, uh, um, black magic, are doing with uh, DaVinci Resolve, we're going to give you 90% of the of the software that we charge really not a lot of money for anyway for free. Yep. Because we also have this other side of making, you know, control surfaces and cameras. And, yeah, I and think, I think they make enough money off of all the boxes and, and the cameras and stuff that they can do that. And it's it ends up being a real, for them, it ends up being a real like sort of loss leader, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because sure. the more people that use it or the more people that are going to say, well, shit, I, you know, you, I think you can still only export HD out of the free version of mm-hmm. Resolve. So, you know, if you want to step up to the, you know, the quote unquote real version, and then there's a handful of plugins inside that you need the real version for and stuff. It's like, well, right. noise reduction, I think, is, is, is in there. Yeah. But even then, they give you Capture One or a, a, a DaVinci Resolve with the cameras. You get a full yeah. license with any one of the cameras. And, and, they, and their hardware is not exorbitantly expensive across no, the board. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. Although I, I, I do like that model. I, I will say... Uh, I was watching a video the other day and it was paid for by a company that makes all kinds of grip things for the iPhone 15 pro, you know, hmm. like NDs you can click on and like things was it that moment. No, it was another company. I'll, f- I'll find the video and, and okay. put it in the, in the show notes. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was talking about shooting and the guy was using the iPhone 15 pros with the, with the uh, uh, black magic camera software. Oh, which is supposed to be fantastic. Yes, he was shooting like a a uh, uh, a like a commercial or a, a short oh, wow. film. Wow. Yeah, iPhone 15 using a ten dollar piece of software. Yes, or whatever it is, twenty. Yes, piece yes, of yeah. It was a Chinese New wow. Year little garlic. All right, so where is the actual thing behind it? I'll, I'll find the thing. But anyway, it was it was. I mean, and it looks great because it's the guy who shot uh uh the 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 new top gun maverick and he shot right right, he's like a real cinematographer and 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 he's like well what are the limitations for you that you found and he's like well you know it's 
it's stuck at one aperture. So you got to work with that. So you got to play with your light. And, you know, I, I, I found the ISO 200 and 400 are pretty good, but above that, it gets a little thing. I'm shooting logs. So I do. And, but the thing overall looks great. And it, I, yeah. it makes me wonder, I have in my closet a, I'll put this in the show notes, but I'm just sticking it in your thing too. Um, okay. It makes me wonder, I have a, I have a black magic pocket 4k in, in the closet. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't used it in a year because I haven't mm. really been shooting any video. Um, but that thing you have to manually focus. And Oh, really? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's auto, there's like a, if you oh. want to, you can tell it like autofocus now and it'll find something in the frame and it'll focus, but it's not yeah. continuous and you can't tell it to focus, you know, zoom in or out. Oh, wow. Well. You, you have to put a follow focus on if you want to do that. Cause it's a, gotcha. it's like a cinema camera. Gotcha. The thing is, is that, if I ever get to the point where I really want to do something like that, I have friends who are really good cinematographers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, who I'd much mm -hmm. rather, and the times that I've done that, I've been much happier because it's like, you deal with the camera. Like if somebody put a gun to my head, could I do that job? Yes. But like, you're better at it and you have the gear and you do it, you know? Yeah. And I'll think about this other thing. And it makes me wonder, I don't, I don't have an iPhone 15 pro right now. I have a 13 pro, but I'm going to uh, update, you know, next year to the 16 pro. Right. Uh, but my wife does. I could steal hers for the afternoon or, you know, for the for the for the day and choose something with it. If I'm just shooting something for me or for fun or for a friend's music video or whatever it is, maybe I'll just use the phone. Well, it, it seems like if you give them enough light, that's that's really sure. one of the keys. Yeah, yeah right? you got to light if you it. Give them enough light and and, uh, you know, control your motion, yep. your camera motion, your subject motion. From what I've seen, it, it looks it can look really, really good. You know, yeah. and, and you can even, uh, there's, uh, what's crazy is that the company that makes all of the, the stuff they use in this commercial, they actually have a Bluetooth enabled follow focus that you can connect to the phone and you can actually have somebody do follow focus. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, wow. so I so mean, what is there like a little box that, that the, the focus polar would have? Yeah. Yeah. They get like a little oh remote gosh. control Oh my gosh! and they're watching a screen wow. cause you can get video out of the screen off of the off of the USB-C tap on so it. they've got some little some little uh atmos ninja type thing with yeah. a with a dial and they can wow yeah wow and there's a guy wow. pulling focus like he's doing it on anything else see and, that's kind of cool and 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 listen i'm sure that if somebody was really had their druthers they'd say all right yes yes it's yes it's totally doable but you know would I rather have an RELX on there and a real follow focus, you know, motor? Maybe. Yeah. They probably would. But if it's, if it's giving you what you, I mean, look, Soderbergh has shot what, two, three films now yeah. on iPhones. Yeah. But, Feature but, films. But I guess what I'm saying is like for somebody like me, who's just messing around with video or doing something little short for fun or whatever, you know, my little, I don't know about yours, maybe the same thing, but I looked it up. If you plug the USB-C port on the side of my road, mic things into the bottom of the iPhone, it'll record that audio D yes, digital straight to straight. It doesn't yes. even go through analog converters. Yes. So it's like, okay. So I put, you know, labs on two people doing a dialogue scene and I'm shooting it and all that audio is already in the audio, the video file, you know? Yeah. Yeah. On a phone. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of made the case the other day. I was half joking, but half not that at what point does the iPhone I mean, I know they wouldn't because it's it's branded, but at what point does it 
become silly to still refer to it as a phone when the phone app itself is the least used app on the device. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's much more of a, uh, uh, everything else other than the phone. Right. Yeah, and if you yeah. can, sh- and if you're shooting log and you, you know, have all the advantages of that, I mean, it's, it's pretty neat stuff. And it makes me wonder, should I just sell or, you know, lend some young filmmaker my black magic to use for a while? Because if it's just Why sitting not? in my closet, let them, if it's not, make it's some gathering stuff dust. It. Yeah. You know. you know, or you do a package deal with your Fuji. <sighs> Sorry. You know, I, okay. Okay. I, Real quick, I, d- I did a shoot yesterday for a magazine, and the magazine requested that I photograph this woman on the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, fun. Right. The thing you have is- to get permits for that kind of thing? Because it's mm, such a landmark, do you have to get anything? No, but like mm. I couldn't put, you know, light stands down and stuff. Ah, ah and, okay. But okay. if you're handheld, you can just kind of yeah, go do it, yeah. none, none the wiser. The problem was by the time we got to the middle of the Brooklyn Bridge, it's 1030 on a bright winter day with not a cloud in the sky. Oh. And so it is harsh light 36 degrees and windy. Mm. Okay. Right. And yeah. it's a holiday and there are a billion people on the bridge. <laughs> and any shot I set up that's like, oh, I can see a tower of the bridge. I can see the World Trade Center. I can see whatever. Invariably, there's 16 people taking selfies or pictures of themselves right behind where my subject is what's okay but generative fill baby well exactly Give me a clean background plate <laughs> you know what I, I i will try it on these uh but <laughs> okay so i had my little godox ad 200 i had a little uh um uh beauty dish the collapsible beauty dish thing yeah you know uh, with with the with the diffuser on the front, so basically it's like Wait, a twenty two inch softbox. At this point? Like, are, are you? Yeah, I didn't bring. I if I was really? going to do it over again, I would have had an assistant. Okay, baller. Well, I was being an idiot. I sh- <laughs> I, I should have had an assistant. Uh, my life would have been easier, and I maybe would have gotten better results had I had an assistant. But it it was one of the examples of one of the few times when I would have killed for a camera with a leaf shutter. Oh, really? Well, because to control, I didn't realize how bright it would be at 10 o'clock on the bridge. And it was 125th of a second, ISO 100, F11. It was wow. bright. That's, that's, a, wow, that's a lot of light. So then. Should use an iPhone. Well, okay. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. So, so then I got, the, I got the, I bring the Fuji because, you know, I'm an idiot. And right. you wanted back pain and yeah. frustration. Yeah. So I, I bring the Fuji and I'm shooting with the 8200 and I've got it going at one to one, like full power because wow, it's so much light. And I'm that light is three feet away from her just out of shot. Right. 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 And I'm and I'm trying to put her into the shade of the light and then using the light to compensate. Right. Oh, wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I just blast light at her, she's still got the hard sunlight on her, and this, right, it's, right, right. That doesn't. It's, work. it's kind of that open, that open shade technique. Where yeah, I get yeah. you. I got you. I now got you. it is. I, I didn't have enough power. Power. Really? Yeah, it, it was. I was. Her face is probably half a stop or a stop down from where I would want it to have been. Wow. wow. Um. 
Now, if I had, again, if I had, say I was shooting with that Hasselblad X2D, like I could, I could bring the shutter speed up to one eight hundredth of a second and then, you know what I mean? Like I could control right, it right, that right, way. Right, 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 right. But I, I didn't have that option because I'm using every other camera in the world. Um, but anyway, I'm shooting this whole thing and, uh, she can't tell. And then, oh, that's the other thing. It's 37 degrees. Now, what do batteries do when they're cold? <laughs> Ooh, they don't last very long. No, 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 no. So the light is trying to keep up. And I love those little Godox lights. But yeah. it is trying to f- do a full power pops every yeah. second and a half. Your recycle time's got to be tanking at that point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then it's like, it's windy. I'm trying to hold the light while taking the picture, while getting her to do what I wanted to do, <laughs> while dealing with the people in the background, while, you know. And somebody on the Brooklyn Bridge has a picture of Bill, uh, arms akimbo, trying to get, yes. <laughs> to get this shot. Yes. For for all of you out there who, who maybe look at the thing that I do for a living and think, wow, I want to do what Bill does for a living. <laughs> Yeah. This is yeah. the downside of what I do so for a living. Is, this is the not I want to do this side of that. And yeah. so I ended up I, I took some shots and and you know I just just as we were starting the show I got emails from the from the magazine of all the selects I sent and they all they all you know they're like oh these are wonderful these are lovely blah 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 they're they're happy which is great good but all I could think was oh my god I'm screwing this up <laughs> you know what I mean. And you've got one shot because you're only there for the day. Yeah. There's all this like, oh, I got to get this to the magazine by this afternoon. And they're and asking me to do this thing on a cold day in cold, windy, bright day in February. Yeah. yeah. Like, Can you make it look like June? I mean, yeah. Oh, and then the, <laughs> the poor subject is having to take her jack coat off. Yeah. And stand or sit on the... <laughs> It was, you know, I, I, I sit on this metal rail for a second. Would you absolutely please? and yeah. total trooper did whatever I wanted to do. You know, this woman's a, a fan of Dan Carlin. She she's mm. all right with me. We're fast friends. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it was it was like one of these things where I, it's like, yes, could I have had an assistant? Sure. Could I have brought a bigger strobe? Sure. Could I have used a bigger modifier? Probably not because it was really windy and I'm on a bridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are, there are situations where you would think, oh, technology will just fix this. Oh, if I had that new camera, it would, no, like I'm just, there's no way for, maybe if I had brought NDs to like lower the background, but that would just lower my aperture. It wouldn't change mm-hmm, any, mm-hmm, the amount of light mm-hmm. I need. Well, it you would need more. Yeah. Or high speed sync. I could have done high speed sync, I guess, but I don't think that, I think that if the flash at real full power versus high speed sync with the with the shutter speed down i think you're going to yeah. end up at around the same place it's not like you're like making like it's just you're, you're just going to be in the same ballpark I think. yeah 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 anyway i just <laughs> that's but funny to your point had i had an iphone 15 i probably would have tried taking some shots with it just to see just what to it see. would do yeah. with that situation yeah. yeah yeah it probably would have done pretty good because ultimately yeah. I was getting something that was so stopped down that it was not, there was no depth of field really anyway. Yeah. The, the, the benefit or bonus of medium format other than the number of pixels is kind of lost, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I will tell you one thing that she said, which, you know, of all the griping and jokes about EVF cameras and the Fuji, something she said yesterday kind of got me. I was taking pictures of her and I would say, oh, put your head down, try this, move your hands, blah, 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 blah. 
And she said between shots, and this is a woman who knows photography, like knows old, Mm. studied old photography processes and the chemistry of them in college and has written papers and stuff about it. I mean, she like knows her stuff. She's like, I don't know when you're taking pictures because there's no sound. Mm. And I will tell you, there is a cadence to a photo shoot where it's like crack, 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 like right. The person knowing when you're taking the shot and then sort of having the spaces in between to change their pose or whatever it is, is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I didn't really notice it until she said it yesterday, but I think she's entirely right. Anyway, should have shot the pentagon. So can you, can you do an artificial shutter sound even when you're using the electronic shutter? That's a good question. Uh, I I don't use the electronic shutter. I use the, the mechanical shutter, but the mechanical shutter is so quiet anyway. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Uh, I think that there actually is a sound thing you can make it make a sound, but come on, mm-hmm. it's like a this is like the electric Mustang <laughs> making grum rum sounds, right, right, you know? right, like, right, right. <laughs> that's not what I want. Yeah, which exhaust would you like? Give me the Fast and the Furious one. Yes, Give me that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, talk to me about the new Fuji. I don't know much about it. I just saw um, who are the two guys that are on Petapixel now? They used to be at the camera store in Canada. Um, Jordan and I forget his name. Wait, anyway. are, these, are these the different guys than the DP review guys? These are the yeah, old the, DP review guys. Yes, 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 yes. Got it. Chris uh, Nichols. And, you know, Chris Nichols. That's what it is. Chris and Jordan, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, you know, it, look, are they going to sell a bajillion of them? Yes. Yes. Because people can't get the five anymore. Sure. Right. Other yeah. than paying ridiculous prices. Um, it looks to be. Pretty much the same thing as the five with Ibis. Yes, after and a five forty megapixel years. Yeah, it's the same back screen. It's the same LCD. It's the same EVF. It's the same lens. It's yeah. the same body. It's same yeah. lack of weather sealing on the lens, unless you Correct. buy an another adapter. Yeah, same kind so, of mediocre autofocus that I'm probably dealing with. The same lens chatter from from what oh I hate uh, Chris that lens said you know where it's like tick, 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 when it's I focusing. hate that. My the the GFX does that too. Yeah, it it drives me crazy. It's like stop doing stuff. It's like you like so, okay. you turn it on. And it sounds like somebody's like whirring up like a like a like a, a, a wheels in there. <laughs> right, right, right. There's a little gyro <laughs> yes. coming up to speed. Yes, that's what it sounds like. In fact, I think that's exactly what it is. Sorry, I cut you off. So no, I was just going to say it, it. It it's strange to me that. This ha- this has been w- one of the darlings of their lineup. Yes, and it seems like they have given the bare minimum of effort to bring it up to snuff with the rest of the line. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple of. Is that fair? Yeah, that no, I, I've seen a couple of reviews refer. And it may have actually been the one I'm going to quote. Refer to it as the uh, the X105 Mark II. Okay. Okay. Yes. And this gets me to Olympus. Olympus just released, well, OM systems, because there is no Olympus anymore, just released the OM1 Mark II. Okay. And and it's got most people going, you could have done all this with firmware updates. Yeah. Well, what did they change? Uh, the body looks a little different. It's branded OM systems on the the not prism now. Um, a couple little minor things, but it seems like the big features, you know, it's got better autofocus. It's got better image stabilization. It's got better, uh, but 
you know, it's same fat, same processor as before. Sure. Same EVF, same, sure. same, same, same. So it, it's, it's interesting that, that there is this thirst for new gear, you know, the, the, the gas that people talk about. Yep. But then when the gear comes out you're like, mm, okay. Yep. And. Yeah. I mean, okay. I've read a couple reviews of, of this X106. A couple of them by people who are shorthand in the bag for Fuji. They're like Fuji X photographers or they're, you know what I'm saying? They're like, they're, they're ambassadors or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, I don't really trust what you're saying. Like this could all just be PR. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like I, I'd I'd love to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you know, um, and then I saw the one that our friend Chris Gabbett put up on Fublographer. Oh, on Fublographer. Sure. Oh, it's scathing. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Chris doesn't like it. No. Uh, I'm going to read from the review for because a second. Because of some of the things that we have The best toy here. camera of 2024. <gasps> wow. Right off the In bat. fact, none of the concerns that photographers really clamored for were addressed in the Fuji X106. For starters, the battery life is still not great. With the new processor and sensor, it's going to drain even fa- uh, 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 faster than ever. Couple this yeah. with Fuji Film's notorious autofocus, which hasn't gotten much better. The camera boasts uh, also boasts image stabilization, but it feels really weak. Worst of all, they couldn't even add further weather resistance to the damn lens. Anyone who <laughs> who owns the X100V uses the filter attachment. Fuji could have charged more for this camera and actually improved it. By all means, this feels like the Fuji uh, X100V uh, Mark II instead of the X100 six it's truly the best toy camera of 2024 so far i'm insanely disappointed with the with the camera a fuji had five years to get their act together in that span of time a whole group of adults started college and graduated into the workforce the fuji uh, uh, x100v was a nearly perfect camera for its time flew off shells went for more than double the price secondhand and it wasn't it couldn't even be kept in stock the the new one exhibits the happiness of a forgotten plant in a bachelor pad the smallest division could have strove for excellence, but they settled for mediocrity and algorithmic staleness. The dream isn't only gone here. It's been wiped from your memory and sold to you at a discount worthy of the pity uh, one has for a starving college student. One star. Wow. Wow. Basically says wow. the pros, the pros, uh, the focus motor is quieter and has nicer, col- nice colors below ISO 800. The cons. No UHS-2 card slot or even built-in memory. No full weather resistance. No EVF improvements or screen improvements. Battery life drains so fast. Autofocus really isn't all that great. Camera feels like it should have been released years ago. Yeah. And it's the say. same battery. It's the still the, same the old WP-126. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I basically have, this camera is for all of you out there who, who wanted want the five and an X100V but couldn't get it yeah. or didn't yeah. want to pay double for it. No, I haven't is. used one of these. I mean, I, I had the x 102 a million and a half yeah. years ago. Um, yeah. It was not the camera for me. I understand that people love this camera. There's definitely not the camera for me. Um, but I can't help but feel like if I played with this one, I would also be underwhelmed like Chris did because it is really just the same thing, but five years have passed. Yeah. You gave me a, you gave me a, a, a bigger sensor. I mean, well, or, or a, a higher no, megapixel, just, just higher megapixels. So no, arguably more noise. Right. No one. I don't think anybody who uses camera really needed was asking for that much more than 26. No, especially when you have 
Right. You know, so many other cameras coming out really embracing that 24 to 26 megapixel sweet spot. Yeah, which honestly for 85% of people is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know, man, like it really, it it's disappointing to me to think that it feels like they're making, they're taking, oh, we have this sensor from this other camera. We have this thing already. All right, let's just stick that in the, the V body and put out the new one, right? Five like it years doesn't, later. Yeah, five years later. For a camera <laughs> right. that sells so well, people couldn't get it for the last 18 months. Right. right. So is it that you couldn't make more of them, of the old one? Or is it that you were waiting to do this? Or is it that... Fuji's not doing I don't, I don't that. Know that well, I don't know. know. I mean, it's look. It's it's also been uh, it's it's being manufactured in China now instead of Japan, which for some people that is a concern. That's I, a factor. That's a yeah. A I, sticking I, I, point, maybe. I wouldn't say a concern for me, but definitely the fact that a lot of those Fuji cameras were actually made in Japan felt like a reason, like a a good pro. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think the X Pro Two was the last. The X Pro Three, I think, is made somewhere else but the x pro 2 was made in japan i think the xt series same yeah um yeah maybe even the xh1 i don't remember yeah wait wait here's, here's the beginning thing i'd like to call it uh, okay to be frank the deepest emotions within me want to label this camera as the embodiment of the world meh word meh at least yeah. that's the way i can describe it the the one that uh, the one that i'm using but there's another way to say it. The end of a 13 year long honeymoon. Sometimes the best thing a photographer can do is give up on those who continue to quit on us. And I truly believe that what Fuji, that's what Fujifilm is doing here. When I say the new camera feels like a betrayal to the to the TikTok hype machine, uh, I'm very honest. Don't believe the influencers. Yeah, I mean yeah, that I is read a thing like what are, what are the TikTok people going to do with this camera after they've filmed the unboxing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just, you know, and, and even the people on DP review are just like, it's pretty much like the old one with a newer sensor. Yeah. And, and I guess, I guess to, to our point with the, with the Photoshop thing and with these cameras and, you know, even with my experience on the bridge, what is it good enough? You know? Well, like, I think, I think what good enough is, is changing. It's low. Good enough is lowering. And that's part of the problem. Good enough is lowering. Uh, you mean, uh. Because people what qualifies don't need the quality as good or... enough is is lowering. What, yeah. what qualifies as good enough is is not what good enough was a decade ago or twenty years ago. Is that just because the technology has kept speeding along, and therefore even the low end thing is so good now that it's good enough? I don't think it's relegated to photography. I think I think I, in in speaking to people in a variety of different uh, genres, jobs, etc., expertise and excellence are not valued the way they once were yeah 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 and you know with expert systems coming into place that's just going to be more of that right i mean like you were saying how how is the person supposed to get good at what they do if all the low-end stuff isn't there to do you know i mean yeah. this is the same thing i've the conversations i've had with my wife about like, say the law industry, it's like, well, who's going to hire, pay somebody $2,500 an hour to do law work. You know, if, if, if people are going to want to pay expert systems to do a lot of that stuff, but how does any right. human get good enough to demand that work? 
if they don't have 10 years of doing the crap work underneath it to figure out how all the mistakes. They uh, and that's what this person was saying about, about yeah. this, the, you know, the AI video and all that was, yeah. yeah. Where do you, if, if, if the apprenticeship and the learning experiences of, of entry-level jobs go away, then when all those people at the high end start retiring, who's going to take their place? Yeah. I just wonder if it's just this slow shift in slow. That was weird. Slow <laughs> <Take> shift. <wobble. laughs> Not an effect, people. Whoa, Not an effect. Um, I, I wonder if it's just this like slow attrition of all of these industries. And it's just, you know, going to become harder and harder and harder to actually make a living doing it. And it's just the only people who will end up doing it are people who don't have to do it because they're independently wealthy or they are, you know, any number Maybe. of things. I mean, it's, um, it's one of the things I, I, I'm writing about in this, this current thing is, is exactly that, you yeah. know, if we are all, anybody who makes anything is competing with everyone else who makes anything for the same sets, largely of eyes and ears and dollars. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's tricky, my friend. Tricky. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm actually working. A, I've, I've like three jobs this week, which is right pretty, on. pretty good for me lately. And yeah, congratulations. Uh, That's thank cool. you. And, and it's weird working this much, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is cool. Let's just do this all the time. Right. You know, like if I was doing this all the time, I'd be super happy. And the problem is, is that if you don't do it all the time, you also lose your edge. The more you do it, the better you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like the idea of withering. That drives me crazy. Yeah, I know it does. I know it does. And and we... It doesn't bother I'm, you? I'm, I mean, is that... Do you agree with that or... I, I do from a certain perspective. I'm also in this spot of, of really... And this is a for another discussion, but I'm also in this spot of reconciling whether I want to keep doing what I'm doing right at all. Right. Or do I want to make some sort of massive pivot? And if so, what does that pivot look like? Yeah. What are you going to start, uh, uh, working as a plumber? What are you thinking? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the the world needs plumbers, Jeffrey. They do. Um, (laughs) I would, if I were going to do a trade, you know, look, I would love to have gone into trade school in retrospect, but Probably an electrician, if anything else. I don't. I don't like the idea of water. Water's hard. Water's hard to deal with. Have you ever watched any of those TikTok videos or whatever of people doing like really high end electrical work where they have all the wires lined up in those like holders going into the box? Like everything's like it looks like you would want it to look inside of on on like a um uh like a motherboard. Like they just make everything like super smooth for a house's electricity. That is what I, I I kid you not. That is what our electrical panel looks like. The oh. people who did our panel, it looks it looks organic. It looks like a spine. Oh, it that's is so cool. Everything is bent perfectly. Yeah, even yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to the point where the, the the inspector came to look at it, and he he took the panel cover off, and he just stood there for a minute. He was like, "Wow, <laughs> whoever did this really takes a lot of pride in their work." Yes, and I was like, "Yep, he does." Pride in your work. I mean, God, we sound like such old guys, but like, I think there's something to that. <laughs> oh, say something, Bill. <laughs> hey, I think, I think the kids nowadays, 
They need pride in their work. We have, this is the moment where we actually have become Stadler and Waldorf. <laughs> no, but I think I, I don't know that there's much else other than pride in your work. Ultimately, everything else is ephemeral, right? Pride in your work you own. Uh, yes, yes. You know, yes. Like I think I did a fine job. Yet. <clears throat> I had lunch the other day with uh, an old friend of mine, a college roommate uh, from Boston, mm-hmm. my friend Jess, who's a writer, and we've been friends literally forever. Um, and I hadn't seen her since before COVID because she lives way up out of town, and we've been talking about it. So I went all the way up to Beacon. Oh, I went to Dia Beacon. Oh, that place is so cool. There's like a big Dia what, museum what and an old uh, Dia is a is a contemporary art museum, and okay. they have a big giant museum up in beacon new york at an old i think a nabisco factory oh wow oh it's unbelievable it's absolutely gorgeous there and wow. uh, the art is a little i like the building more than i like the art in the building okay <laughs> you know it's one of those kinds of things yeah. but it's absolutely beautiful and anyway i went up there took the train up it's like an hour and a half out of town on the train and uh we went for lunch and then we were walking around this building and uh, they have big giant Richard Serra sculptures and oh, they wow. have it's 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 like big giant Warhol things. And it's uh, I'm, I'm sending you a bunch of pictures now. Um, right. Anyway, we're sitting at lunch and we were t- I was saying to her how I'm frustrated by the fact that I'm not as good at what I do as I want to be about what what I do, you know. Like that, it's it's the Ira it's the Ira Glass thing. Is that who it is? Yeah. The, the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. you know, your taste is better than you are, and it's always mm-hmm, gonna, mm-hmm. your taste is always going to continue to get better as you get better. So you're always going to feel like you're not quite there. Um, and she said, you know, when you first started a million years ago, you t- couldn't take a good picture of a good looking person. She's like, now you take amazing pictures of really ugly people. <laughs> wow. And Harsh. I mean. Well, that's the thing. She's my oldest, like one of my oldest friends. So like, I'm just going to take her for her word. And I kind of like laughed it off. It was a little bit of a, but at the same time, okay, sure. You know. Um, oh yeah. I love this building. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So yeah. Um, but she said that, and it's, it's a little bit like that where it's like, there is a certain pride. I want, I want to be proud of what I do. Yeah. You know? I think everybody does everyone want that. I think, I think most people want that. Yeah. But you're also rubbing up against market forces that are trying to keep you from that. Yes. Yeah. 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 By the way, the third picture in there is us inside of a, uh, uh, Richard Sarah sculpture and a guy was taking this wide angle shot and he was down on the ground, taking it with, we thought we were out of the shot because we thought he was just shooting right up with a normal lens. (laughs) And he was shooting a super wide angle. Yeah. And I, and I said, I'm sorry, were we in your shot? Did you get the shot? And it was like some European guy. And he's just like, yeah, he's got the shot. And, I, and he shows me and I'm like, we're in. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. We could have moved, you know? And actually it's kind of cool. Cause it, it gives it some perspective. <laughs> yes. And he, uh, just the size of it. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so he, he airdropped it to me. So that's, oh, nice. that was that guy's picture. <laughs> nice. Um, that's funny. But it's weird somebody saying that to me because I think she was ultimately paying me a compliment saying mm-hmm. like, no, you're genuinely good at what you do. But then it also made me feel like she was saying, well, you weren't always good at what you do, which of course is true. Right? Like, of Absolutely. course, I wasn't always good at what I do. Nobody's ever no. good at what they do when they start. But that's that's 
the point of, I guess, starting is so you can get good at what you do, right? Better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to get better. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I'm seeing uh, Steve McCurry tonight. Oh, really? We're going on a date. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, he's he's speaking at the, I guess he has a new book. He's at the Rizzoli bookstore. and uh, Oh, terrific. Yeah. Uh, my buddy John uh, texted me about it last night. He's like, hey, do you, you want to go to this? And I was like, are you going? He's like, oh, I think I can go. So he's like, I got his ticket. So we're going at Very 6 cool. o'clock. You like his work? Some of it. Yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how the, we'll see. Devotion by Steve McCurry, with Todd yeah, Clement. Um, what else is going on? You got anything else? I don't have anything else. We need a photographer of the week. You got one? I have a few in the hopper. If you want to use Hit one me. of the ones in the hopper, Hit me. What do you got? Uh, Marion Post Wolcott, who was sent to us by Harris Fogel. Uh, oh right. Uh, she is. Uh, she was. She is. She was. She was a, a, a FSA photographer during the Great Depression. Yep. Uh, documenting poverty and and all that kind of stuff. But you know, sort of one of these forgotten women of photography kind of thing, because uh, look at that. You know, yep. she she sort of she left. She got married <clears throat> and resigned from the FSA in 1942. Hmm. And she basically raised a family and dealt with traveling and living overseas and doing all this stuff with her new husband. And and uh, she married the guy who was the deputy war director, uh, director of war relations for the U.S. Department of Agriculture under FDR. So she was busy, wow. you know, being a family person with that guy. And then in the 70s, people were just like, wait, hold on a second. This woman's work is really great. And I just... You know, I I like to oh, wow, look at this. highlight, uh, you know, the the forgotten people, especially the forgotten women of photography. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, because if 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 you're talking about female photographers in America in the 30s and 40s, you, you know, especially documentary, you're talking about Dorothea Lange. Yes, and, and that's there was kind more of than where just the Dorothea conversation Lange. ends, yeah. right? Unfortunately, yeah. 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 And I think that it's good to highlight these people, especially these people for whom. It wasn't a lifelong pursuit, you know, the way that we assume. There are people who come into things and do them for a while and then go do other stuff. Yes. You know, like that's, become that's electricians. The that's, the t- that's what it is right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're seeing it unfold right now. But what's crazy. Will I be is back that, next week? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It may have nothing to do with whether or not he wants to do the show. He just, he might forget by next week. I'm somewhere else. I'm in the, you know, I don't know where I am. What's kind of crazy is though that, I mean, she has like 16 things online at MoMA. You know what I mean? Like her works, her works like in. Wow, look at that. She's got some color stuff. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, some really, really beautiful work. Very. Uh, If you have some, a couple good links that you found while you've been clicking around, send them to me. I'll use, I'll put it in the show notes. Marion Post Walcott's. You know, I have a question for our listeners. Uh, how many of you actually go look at the show notes? I'm just curious. Not that it's like we can do an easy poll, <laughs> but I'm just wondering, like, do people go, when we talk about the photographer of the week, do people go look these people up? I'm interested. You I know? hope so. Yeah. Um, because it, uh, you know, look, over the years, there's a there's a, a terrific link. I just pasted into our secret thing here. Okay. Uh over the years, I have learned myself oh, yeah. and I'm, you know, I've been doing the show with you, but I have learned a ton about following 
these links and and you have brought photographers to my attention that I didn't know yeah, vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. And I I think I think if you if you just looked at our list of photographers of the week, it's a pretty damn good list of photographers. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yes, yep. You, you've got the hits, but there are quite a few folks in there who I've I've never either never heard of or never seen anywhere else other than you and I talking about them as photographer of the week on the show. Really? Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised by how many people that we talk about are really accomplished people in their times that I had no idea even existed. Now, I don't Same. have a degree in photography, history, and or any of that kind of nonsense. So I, Same. of course, I, we're going to miss people. Um, but it, it is interesting, the people that history chooses to turn its spotlight on. Mm-hmm. And who chooses that? Is that all PR campaigns by those people or their people's people, you know, or is that luck of the draw or is that? I mean, that's a really the good politics question. Politics at the time, you know, and I, I mean, look, even looking at this, <clears throat> I think these pictures, a lot of them are every bit as memorable and compelling and good. As the stuff that, that you and I saw at Dorothea Lang's show. Yes. Every or, bit. Or any of the male FSA. I didn't mean to compare her yeah. with. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that I've ever seen from that period. Every yep. bit is good. Yep. But this is the first I've ever heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy world we live in, right? Yeah. Could you imagine, I mean, the poverty in that first picture of those two kids running down the driveway? Nope. Nope. Oh, my God. It is insane. And for, unfortunately for too many people... That's still the case. Yeah. I was watching one of those. Who's the guy that we, you and I talked about a million years ago? The guy who goes to different places in America, white guy, bald, uh, uh, Pete, something or other. Still? Peter. No, no, no. Peter Villacelli, or I think it was some sort of Italian name or something like that. He, where he goes down south and talks to the people. And so, oh, 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 he's got, got a GoPro out. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, that guy, that yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. He did one where he was down in, you know, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Arkansas or not Arkansas. Yeah, it was Alabama. The whole Appalachian thing. No, too. even the, Appal- yeah. yeah, the Appalachian one. He was, this one he was down, I think Alabama or Mississippi. I think it was Alabama. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, he's talking to this guy, this, you know, older black man who had moved to, had gone to like North Dakota or up to Minneapolis or somewhere up there and worked there as an electrician for decades and then came back down here and he lives there with his his wife and his sister lives in the area and he goes to the grocery store with him and stuff like that. And he's showing him around. He's like, this is the house we grew up in. And like, we didn't have a bathroom inside until I was 16 years old. And this guy's like 60. So that wow. means he didn't have a bathroom inside until like the 1950s or 60s. You know wow. what I mean? Wow. Yeah. It's like we forget how far we've come, you know, or how lucky some of us were or are or will always be or, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. It was just like he's and then they were they were they were having a uh, raccoon for dinner. Oh, wow. As part of the dinner that they got, they were serving the guy. He's like, oh, yeah, my sister cooked up this raccoon. It's like, boom. What's it taste like? Like tastes like chicken, like everything else. <laughs> a little gamey, but not bad. Yeah, tastes like wow. tastes like garbage. But um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh. yeah. You got any? You got any last last words before you uh, I, I don't start a new profession? <laughs> yeah, before that's right. You want anything you want to say before I I leave on my 
train <laughs> somewhere. Oh know. my god, it's so genius. <laughs> it's good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. <sighs> yes. Or what's the number? What's the number? Uh, 929-390-1916. And uh, uh, Instagram and threads. I'm not a huge fan of the threads. It's okay. I'm not a huge fan of any of it. No, I know. I'm I'm sad. I'm saddened by. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, you know, you're competing again. Going back to earlier, you're competing with billions of other people. So the odds are. Yeah. Slimmer and slimmer. Just like Carl Sagan. Billions and billions, billions of and people. Bill- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Hey, some people called Photoshop the artistic apocalypse. And here we still That's are. That's true. And here we still are 20 years later. So, renting. you know, maybe the answer is to find a new way. Another fire of living. Maybe there's a find a new way of, you know, doing what we do that incorporates whatever crazy new technologies is coming out. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will talk to you all next week. Thank you for your time. For letting us ramble for a little while. I know that song. Wait a minute. Bye, y'all. Try to make it right.